also, I mean, usually people don't have to like look through like 15 books per podcast, so it's like you're gonna need to be setting that down. And if you're setting it down like on the mic without the, uh, it's, it's just too much. I guess podcasts are made for breaking a dozen peanuts books too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gents, Ben, stop. We're here to talk about peanuts today. <laughs> What's your experience with the peanuts? Did you grow up reading them? No, actually. Um, You're a Calvin and Hobbes kid. I was, yeah. I read Calvin and Hobbes only in like fourth grade, though. Is like the only like I wasn't. I didn't read anything in the newspaper. You know yeah. what I mean? There was like a book that we had in fourth grade that was just like a, a Calvin book. and Hobbes book. Yeah, and yeah. I th- and I thought those were pretty like messed up because it was like this kid, like this imaginary tiger, was like his best friend. Yes, and then so it's like he would just like ponder the universe. And then they would always put like the last panel is like the tiger of like a stuffed bear. It was like like it would make it real for the whole thing, and then, <laughs> and he would, start, yeah. then it would bring you back to reality. And you're like, what? Okay, because I actually have I haven't so deep dived into Calvin and Hobbes lately, but I was talking to someone. I'm trying to come up with a theory about types of kids that read Calvin and Hobbes and types of kids that read Peanuts. I don't have it yet. Yeah, yeah. but I was trying <laughs> I was trying to read Calvin and Hobbes and just figure out like the psychology behind kids that read it. Yeah. But I did like that it like shows you that it's a real stuffed animal and it's just his imagination yeah, and everything yeah. like that. But I don't know, Calvin, he's just a bad kid, I think, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's a he's a mischievous kid, you know, but you know, who wasn't when you were yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe I was a mischievous I kid. Wasn't, and that's why bro. I like related. I was maybe a, that's the theory. I was a Linus. You were a total Linus. I was a total Linus growing up. Yeah, so uh, which one is Linus again? So Linus is the kid with the blanket. Oh, the security the security blanket. blanket. Oh, so you're just a bitch. That's what you. Were. I was a bitch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had I had an orange jacket that I. I mean, honestly, growing up, I had so many like security objects. So really? like, as a little little kid, I had a stuffed animal mm. named Fluffy, little bear. Yeah. That I literally would not like. I'd go to sleep with them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go anywhere without holding them. Like yeah. just brought them everywhere up until. Way too late, probably. Like, I think I slept in fourth grade, probably into fifth. Like, wild. And then in fourth grade, I I got another security object that was like an orange fleece jacket that I just summer, fall, winter, spring, like always been wearing it. Yeah. Constantly replaced the jacket with another jacket one day because I need. Like, I just loved it. Like, I felt comfortable with it. Right. That's why I always vibed as blindness. Like, I understand them. Well, fourth and fifth grade are also like a weird time because there is like kids that are still holding on to stuff like that mm-hmm. but then there was like i remember this kid in fifth grade was like we were in on the, like up on the bus and he was like yelling up to some girls on the bus or something he's like yeah i'm about to go bang some bitches and this guy's still jerking off over here i'm like bro we're in fifth grade what are you talking <laughs> yeah. we haven't even watched the movie yet yeah, you know yeah. what i mean it's like what are you talking about yeah That's i'm just crazy. fucking bitches all the time man <laughs> that's why i didn't do my homework just too busy getting pussy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he definitely didn't do his homework. That's for sure. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he dropped out. Yeah. But but that's uh, probably a kid that read Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think he's a bad influence. I really do. Calvin, you think so? I think so. I don't know. It's always real bunch of kids that like like Calvin and. Well, I so yeah. So the way that I was when I was like I don't know first through fourth grade, I was I went to Catholic school and I was like I don't know. I felt like I was the shit, you know, like I was like the most, co- I peaked in fourth grade, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because then after fourth grade, I got transferred over into public school and it was just like a completely new crowd. Nobody knew me and like, I didn't know how to fit in. So then I kind of turned into like a Linus a little bit, with, mm. but my security blankets were like, 
like I did magic in like sixth grade. Did you do magic? I did. I was a magic kid. I was just having a conversation about this with my brother last night about he was saying he was like anybody worth talking to is someone that grew up doing magic. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. And and that the reason that people hate magicians now because you see magicians and, and like you're like what the fuck you make seven dollars an hour like shut the fuck <laughs> up like whatever like everybody gets kind of like buck about magicians right. because you grew up doing magic and then one day like, people make fun of it enough to where you're like fuck i don't whatever i don't have to find someone's car you know what i mean like you yeah, get yeah, you get nervous about doing magic with people and then you conceal you push the magic down <laughs> you, push, you stuff it down yeah, <laughs> you get you, a little corporate job yeah i mean you stop doing magic for people that's why like people resent magicians wow yeah you know i mean but it is nice to do i was doing magic last night yeah <laughs> what <laughs> what were you doing and, last um, night I was at a holiday party with Josh and um, Anna. Okay. We went to the Christmas party and Leah was there. It was a ridiculous night. Like me and Leah were talking about yada yada, like how to like make babies laugh and then like how to make like fucking children laugh. And I'm like, oh, here, here's like a killer move of the kid. And it was like a coin trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taught her the coin trick. Told her to go do it to Josh. She goes up to Josh, does a coin trick. He freaks out. And then I'm like, let me show you one. I do it, and it's like a very risky move, like because oh, yeah. it's just crazy advanced sleight of hand. Sometimes it fails, and you look like fucking, in, you an look idiot, like an right. idiot in front of everyone. And it fucking crushed. It worked perfectly. And then Josh was like, I'll show you one. He grabbed the nickel, and then he like was like, and like pretended to swallow it, and like looked in pain, looked uncomfortable. And then me and Lee were like, Did do you swallow the, the nickel? You know? <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, show that there's nothing in his sleeves and all that shit. And then like. Yeah, come to find out, he just really swallowed the nickel. They <laughs> 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 were like, "What?" He didn't even make it reappear. No, he he literally like like ten minutes later, we were outside. He was just trying to vomit. Like it was just <laughs> <laughs> truly. That's not even a magic trick. That's not even a magic you trick. Just swallowed a nickel. Yeah, it's like we have to call poison control now. <laughs> <laughs> This is crazy. Also, I feel like a nickel is like the easiest one to swallow. It's this the one with the soft edge. Well, the other ones have like rough edges. Good too. point. Great point. Yeah, yeah. So he's a bitch for <laughs> yeah, swallowing yeah. a nickel of all of them. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's ever coming out of them. Yeah, probably but not. One day a grave robber will be five cents richer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, how, did, how did you get into to peanuts, I guess? When, when, like, uh, how old were you? This was also in like the fourth grade time of my life. Because I moved to Pennsylvania, lived with my grandma and my grandpa. And then my grandma just had a thick, thick-ass book of Peanuts. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So I would read those all the time. That's yeah. how I like I got into Peanuts. And then I always had a love for them. I don't know. It's just, it is really, it is, a, I think it's one of those things, kind of like it's a wonderful life that, mm. like, you can relate to it as a kid, and you can relate to it as, like, a teenager, and it's just, like, only going to get better and better and better with age. It's great, like, um... So where did you, how did you get recently back into it? How did I get these books? Yeah. <sighs> It's whatever. We don't need to talk about all that. Is it like a what an ex girlfriend? (laughs) Yeah, Michaela bought me all these. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because she knew you liked peanuts. Yeah. Okay. But but forget about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Some people were brought into our lives only to buy us peanuts book. Anyways, that's so true. That's the the main funny because she got me all the books so that I was like reading. You're spoken. She was watching whatever TV show. Like I'm just like reading the peanuts book. So like. Cracking up by myself. <laughs> and then she's like, I think I've never seen you this happy. And I'm like, yeah, we're like, I fucking love the peanuts. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but then she got jealous of the peanuts books. She was like, why do you like Snoopy more than me? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we broke up. Snoopy dude. have that I don't have. That's yeah. crazy. You're down bad for uh, Lucy, I think, right? Yeah. No. No, no, no. She's no. a child. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but you're an inner child, so it's fine, right? I know. I have an inner, inner whimsy. 
this is the theme of the day because um that's what me and my brother talked about last night especially in the christmas season is that people everybody just tries to shoot down your whimsy a lot of fucking lucy's uh, you know what i mean there, you're saying whimsy and lucy what are these there's linuses and there's lucy's oh okay so lucy they're siblings right yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe you don't know are you into the peanuts like not that? really no linus and lucy are the siblings linus okay. is the blanket guy. i didn't know that yeah lucy's the mean clobbering so she, cl- she punches people yeah i know yeah i know her. yeah 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 right, right, right. but like for real you start like if you are like a more happy-go-lucky whimsical person that wants to do magic in front of people shit like that other people are gonna be mean to you your whole life and then like one day you'll be like all right i'm gonna be mean to other people and you know what i mean oh wow yeah but christmas season is all about trying to be a linus yeah trying to be a linus you yeah. know what i mean you gotta yeah, like yeah. let the let the magic out literally yesterday at helium i was like just at the bar and my brother sent me like an article about how santa claus is real because santa claus is the spirit of giving and the spirit of generosity and we make him real by giving presents and all this shit oh, that makes but the, sense. Like, the title of the article is like is santa real <laughs> and like i was eating a candy cane and like drinking ginger ale and like the security guards came and was like what you up to and i was like oh, i'm just reading about if santa claus is real <laughs> <laughs> i'm starting to have doubts yeah no that's a linus move for sure. <laughs> it's a linus move. Yeah. And, uh, i think i come off so badly to some people but fuck it <laughs> no, it's okay truly fuck it but anyways uh i found out that charles schultz the guy that um wrote these that came up with this he was your regular uh like you know artists artist right so he yes. was like no matter what i'm going to write comics like, yes like he's like i had three forms of entertainment it was like the day movie that they showed the a the pm radio and then comic strips mm-hmm. and so like his entire life was like dedicated to this and he's like even if nobody bought it nobody liked it yeah i would do it yeah you know? and so really cool to like you know get that vibe from a guy who wrote like again what I always considered, and that's the other thing, is I think other people have, especially me, before, like, reading Peanuts, right? You just have the conception that you're like, oh, it's like a comic, like a kid's mm-hmm. comic strip. You know what I mean? There's not much there. Yeah. And then you find out that Charles Schultz, Schultz did this to, like, channel his depression. He has this quote. Yes. He's like, humor can't come from happiness. That's, like, one of his quotes. Ooh. Yeah. He's like, humor has to come from, like, somewhere darker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh, just crazy. That's interesting. That is very. I was I was reading about him recently too. That's why I, I thought this would be fun. But because okay, there is a lot here. I don't know if you like looked into his life, but one of the one of the quotes that I found the other day. I think I posted it. I, I don't have to read it, but it was talking about his life and about how like in the seventies he was going through a divorce yeah, yeah, and yeah. he refused to go to therapy because he's he'd been doing some of the best cartooning he's ever done in his life. <laughs> <laughs> I did same. not hear about that. That's crazy. <laughs> he's just ripping apart his life, and he's like, I can't come up with shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, and it's, it always sounds silly because it's like a Peanuts comic at the end of the day. Yeah. But it's not. You know what I mean? And in a weird way, that is better than therapy. Yeah. If you can art, actually you get, think? yeah, if you can make an art, like if, if however you're feeling makes art that you can like always look back on and be happy that you made it. Mm. And it was like worth the pain almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes you're in moods where you just have to make something. And often it's shitty, but mm-hmm. when it's not, then you're like, at least I was sad. Like, at least I got this out of being sad. It, did, when you were going through the books, did you find anything about the little red-haired girl? No, but that's, I heard, uh, like, when I was doing some research, it was like, she never, she never gets shown, but it's like Charlie's, like, love. His love interest. Yeah. He's always like, I should go the over funny. and talk to the little red-haired girl, yeah, but yeah. no, she's going to hate me. You know what I mean? He never meets her ever. Yeah. But he always has, like, so much feelings about her. But I was reading about, that was, like, a real person in his life. Really? Yeah, like he worked oh, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He worked that. at some company, and like she was like a secretary that was like twenty one. Mm. I think she was twenty. He was twenty six, yeah. and they were like they, him and her like were going on a couple dates, but she was also seeing like another guy. 
Oh, wow. It's losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that was normal back then. Yeah. I, don't I feel know, like that yeah. shit was normal back then. Like in the 50s or the sub- something, like the 70s. I think yeah. it was just more hush-hush, but probably still. I yeah. don't know. I feel like people just date went on dates. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. So, like, he had the girl that he was in love with, and he, like, proposed to her. Yeah. The other guy, she, he, she was dating this Charles Schultz, and she was dating this guy, Al World. And Al World wasn't taking her seriously. And then Charlie, or not Charlie Brown, but Charles Schultz proposed to the girl, right. the red hair girl. And then I think she said they got to think about it and yada, yada. And then she, the guy kind of was like, oh, damn, like this, this dude's taking her on dates and just proposed. Like, I got to propose. And he proposed and she said yes. Oh, yeah, you know I mean, that's tough. And then, um, and then he created so many good comics based off of that. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's crazy. So like, he like literally would just like write. Always, that would be like the like the motif is he's never gonna reach the girl. He's never gonna talk to her and all this shit. And like, yeah, it is interesting. And and but like the thing is, it probably would have never really. He wouldn't have really blown up as much as if he really hadn't gone through that. Probably. Yeah, yeah, all the hard stuff. For which sure. is weird. One thing I think is funny is that girl had to. Have Regretted it throughout life. <laughs> don't you think? I don't know, maybe. But he literally also, became like a millionaire. Yeah, but he also turned out to be like a mess too. Like he got a divorce later with yeah. his like real wife. Yeah. And yeah. Like, was cheating on her and was he? Yeah, he was <laughs> cheating on her and found that out. Yeah, really? From yeah. peanuts money? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> probably from the peanuts. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if I was a girl, I'd probably throw it at Charles Schultz too. Yeah. <laughs> He's just such a good cartoonist. He's a really good cartoonist. <laughs> it's yeah. really crazy. How many did you say he did? Like seventeen thousand. He's had like yeah, like all but it was like something close to eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand comics throughout his life. That's crazy. Yeah, because I was looking through and there were some ones that were just like commenting on the onomatopoeias that were yeah. created from. He was like, and then like commenting on it. It's like what? They're you not all bangers. Yeah. yeah. Like there's one where a leaf falls, and then when it hits the ground, it like a, mu- a little musical note comes up. And Charlie like looks at the screen. I don't know. Breaks the fourth wall, mm-hmm. and it's like musical note, like question mark. And it's like you. What are you questioning that for? You made that. Nah, that's going over your head. <laughs> I guess you just don't get it. No, you're like you can't be. They, they can't all be hits. They're not all hits. <laughs> but that was a hit. You just don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what was your favorite one that you found? Um. Uh. I don't know. There was a, so it's like the ones I only found. I think I booked more like maybe like four. I have a crazy one. The one I was trying to find in the book that I thought was very interesting was, and I couldn't find it. Couldn't find them in the books because I just have too many Peanuts books and didn't have the focus to find it. But it was basically like Snoopy got this letter from someone and then like ran off. Oh, yeah. And then Charlie Brown's like, the fuck? Like, why is Snoopy being so secretive about this letter? Like, what's up with him? Like, he's hard, He's like worried about Snoopy. Yeah. And then it cuts to like what Snoopy's really doing. Like, Snoopy goes visits this girl in the hospital. Oh, whoa. You know, as a girl in the hospital, and he's like, hey, like, yada, yada. And then um, it cuts to later. Charlie Brown's trying to figure out what happened, and Linus, like, explains to him, was like, oh, like, Snoopy, like, you weren't Snoopy's first owner. Oh, whoa. You know? Yeah. Like, Snoopy had a, there was a girl that had Snoopy before you. Whoa. Like, he had, he was a part of a different family. Snoopy loved the girl. Like, the girl loved Snoopy. Um, but they couldn't, he, she had to get rid of Snoopy because they were in an apartment. They gave Snoopy an anime background story. Yes, he has crazy. a background. Snoopy has exes. Yeah, <laughs> is that crazy? Yeah, it is. Snoopy wild. has past relationships. Yeah. So what? So what's the? And so what's So what's crazy basically is that like then Charlie Brown kind of is like insecure about it. He's yeah. like, oh my god, like what if Snoopy loves Lila more than me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what if like he misses her? Like why did he go run off to her and all this shit like that? And then Linus is like, 
no, like Snoopy wouldn't have been happy in an apartment, and like he still loves the girl and he cares about her that she's in the hospital, but he likes what his life so much better here. For? I don't know. It never, it never says. What the fuck? Yeah, it never says. But basically, that uh, Snoopy's happier here, and then it cuts to Snoopy, and Snoopy is like just like he's he gets to play pretend outside, mm-hmm. and like he is truly happier with Charlie Brown and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I like stuff like that because it is adult themes. Like you do get like insecure over like people's past relationships. You're like, I wonder if they like that person more than me. But yeah. then what I like about the peanuts is you're looking at that and it's like. Like when you see kids have problems, you're like, "Well, that's all so fucking stupid." Mm. Like, why are you upset that your dog used to be have a different owner? Like, that's not even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a dog. Your dog's happy wherever your dog is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you're like, "Okay, then like other people would look at my problems as stupid too." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like an older, more wise person would look at my problems as stupid. So like, my problems are stupid. Right. And like, there is no reason to be insecure about like yada yada. Like, you're yeah. St- you know what I mean? I was watching. Uh, I watched Love actually for the first time last night, mm-hmm. and there's this part where like Liam Neeson's character, like he marries this woman who has a kid already, so he's a stepfather, and then she dies like at the beginning of the movie, basically. And so he has he's left with this kid, right? Mm-hmm. And the kid like is like shut up in his room and he's like all you know quiet and the, the, Liam Neeson's trying to figure out like how to connect with him and like what to do about it and he comes out and it finds out he's not sad about his mom's death he's sad because he's in love yeah and you're like and Liam Neeson's like what that's great and he's like no it's not the anguish of love is terrible yeah and it's like this 10 year old kid <laughs> yeah and you're like and then Ed, and then Liam is like oh yeah you're right like he immediately like switches gears to be like yeah I mean like when you're looking at it, watching this movie, you're like, oh, that's funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, the fact that he takes it seriously makes it be, like, you know, it's like kind of the same thing. It's like these kids have these problems yes. that to us do seem a little silly. But to them, like, this kid was, like, really affected yes. and really wanted to, you know, be in love and, like, have a relationship yeah. with a girl that he thought was unreachable, unattainable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they have no experience yeah. at all. That's their whole world. It's the whole world. Like, they just want to hold hands with the girl. And, like, they're like, man, that girl doesn't want to hold my hand. Yeah. And they're like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Do you find this a lot with, so you teach what? Like, yeah. What grade? I taught third grade last year. And then this year, I'm just substituting. So, like, I'm all around and Mm. yada, yada. But, like, there's a kid that, uh, it is fun to see that big side. Like, there's a kid that I've been, like, they've just been putting with me. He's, it's actually pretty funny. He's, uh, this isn't funny, but so I. I literally have been late. Like last week, I worked every day, like probably 12 minutes throughout the day, just because all I do is there's a kid who's like a fall risk. Mm. So he has like some physical disability. I don't know what it is. They don't tell me. But he could fall at any moment walking. So I just have to like walk behind him while he's in the hall. And then other than that, he's just in class and I'm chilling on my phone. Yeah. Like it's the easiest job in the world. <laughs> but um, the kid, me and the kid were walking and he was like, I got a number today. And I was like, Oh shit! Yeah. Like what? You know what I mean? And he's like a very, very small kid, and like, and, and, and then like, and I'm like, who was it? He's like, it's Mia, and I was like, that's cool. Like, you like her? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? So, and then like, I think yesterday, um, I was like, did you text your girlfriend last night? And he's like, what? Like, he's like upset about it, and then like, um, then I'm like, I'm just messing with you. And then like a minute later, he was like. We called last night. We played Roblox together. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" Whoa, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, Roblox date. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy though. Is he's a fall risk and he fell in love. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop him. But it's funny. Like it is so funny to see like kids just go through like those feelings that like and it's like yeah, playing with playing Roblox with a girl is like huge for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like yeah. I don't know. The thing is like yeah, we're adults. Like this is like the peak of whatever the fuck. But you can still imagine like your problems from like a 
an older perspective and yeah. know that. Like I talked to like the uh, Mike outside Helium, the security guard, mm. all the time about everything I'm sad about. And he'll just be like, "You got young bull problems. Like these are just young bull problems." And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Damn, they are. Yeah, like, they yeah, are yeah. young bull problems." Like you gotta be yeah, yeah. Like, I remember. Yeah, and I remember being. I think it was the first time. It wasn't sixth grade. I was twelve. And I remember thinking for the first time, being like, "Okay, like I am now mentally apt to like understand." A little bit more is, like, I take myself seriously. Like, before mm -hmm. that, I hadn't really, like, they were just, like, young bull thoughts or mm -hmm. whatever. And then I turned 12, and I'm like, all right, these are the real shits. Like, I'm going to yeah. remember these forever now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, then as I grew up 14, I'm like, oh, I thought that when I was 12. And I'm like, four, I think way differently than I did back then. Yeah. So then I was like, imagine what it, what like, thinking, you know, when you're 16 or 17 is, mm -hmm. like, looking back at these problems. And they were know? so serious. Yeah. I remember, like, being 15 and, like, just flopping on my bed, just sobbing. And all this shit. And, like, I, like, look back and then be like, I don't know what I was upset about. Well, I yeah. I was just upset because I was 15. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> and that's crazy. It's like, at what point do you call it depression? At what point do you just call it, like, teen angst? It's just teen angst. But, no, that, that's the thing is, like, people write it off, but it is always a real problem that you're going through. You just yeah. have to. But that's why I think stuff like The Peanuts is interesting because you're reading, like, little cartoon character kids having problems and you can still relate with them. Mm. And then it kind of just puts you in perspective of, like, things aren't that bad. Yeah. It's never that deep. Yeah. 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 Uh, easier said than done, for easier sure. Done. But, like, while reading peanut, Peanuts, that's that's the purpose of reading the Peanuts, to kind of give you that perspective. Truly. Here's the type of shit I'm on lately. Okay. Here's my new worldview. Okay. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Snoopy's dancing, and Lucy's like, crazy dog. And then she's like, anyone who would dance around like that in these troubled times is too stupid to know the difference. And then Snoopy's like, you're right, kisses her on the nose. And he's like, that's why this is my I'm too stupid to know the difference dance. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fucking man. Like yeah. he, he he doesn't give a fuck about problems. He's just gonna dance and whatever. And everybody's like, Don't you know how sad the world is? Don't you know how fucked up everything is? Yeah. And he's like, Fuck y'all. I'm dancing. I'm chilling. I'm happy. I'm smiling. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was uh I saw this thing yesterday on the internet and it was like when you when you read enough psychology to, and to understand that you can't be mad at anybody for being an asshole. And then it's like then somebody commented and they were like, Yeah, but read a little bit more philosophy and psychology and figure out that you can be mad at them. And it's just like, all right, you're doing this like, you know, the meme where it's like the bell curve and it's like the idiots on one end and like the super smart guys on the other end. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the angry guy in the middle. And mm -hmm. it's like on like the, the, the idiots like, you know, people can't it's like people can't help being mad. So don't get mad at them. Yeah. And then the other guy, this guy that's like super smart is like people can't literally cannot. We are vessels made to be to experience emotion. You can't help that. So don't get mad at them. And the guys in the middle is like. I don't know. He's just like getting mad. He's like, these people are getting mad, and it's stupid that they're getting mad. They should be able to like, you know, uh, level out their emotions or whatever. Yeah. It's like, why? Why get mad at that? It's shit you can't control. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah. But I like. I mean, the point is like Snoopy. You know, even if either he's too dumb and doesn't know anything's going on, so he starts dancing, or he's smart enough to realize that the people getting mad about him dancing are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so he just keeps dancing anyways. Yeah, you just gotta dance. Even if people are, bruh, you gotta fight against the Lucys in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I have a theory that I think, um, I think, like, happier people do have someone in their life that they're trying to be happier than out of spite. Say I think that that's an important thing, is, like, happy people have someone in their life that they're like, I'm going to be happier than you. <laughs> like, you're so depressed about everything. I'm going to out happy you. Wow. Yeah. Cause I think that is something important. Cause like with my grandma, my grandpa, when I used to live there, mm -hmm. my grandma was happy go lucky 
toys toy to the world yeah. all the time and my grandma probably was like so fucking depressed all the time yeah. and they would like literally argue about shit like they actual arguments over like is the is winter beautiful <laughs> yeah you know i mean and my wow. grandpa's like the tree there's no leaves on the trees there's no like there's no fruit there's no producer there's no making money like, like we can't farm and like these are both they're both farmers yeah yeah yeah. Like, you can't farm in the winter like all this shit and their grandpa's like but it's beautiful because there's snows on the tree and there's like icicles like you know what i mean like all this shit. Yeah. literally arguments over that and then i think that made my grandma so much happier to like have a force to, like have a force of depression to fight against wow yeah and my totally. grandpa also just likes arguing so he likes to shoot down happiness and that made him happy yeah you know what i mean like it's really like a yin yang kind of situation well i bet that's what helped charles schultz is because like i mean when you think about it when it comes down to that that whole like uh conflict between your grandma and your grandpa happens internally with everybody mm-hmm. so for charles schultz to like create personifications of mm-hmm. these um, you know, sided arguments, you know what I mean? And like to be able to put them in perspective and like put them into characters and be like, well, that's a stupid way of thinking, but I do think that, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. They yeah, are, yeah. That's what I've been realizing is they're all characters. Like Charlie Brown is definitely like the main self, yeah, yeah, main yeah. sense of self. That's why, like, I think as an adult, I relate more to Charlie Brown. Yeah. And like, because everybody else is a little bit more one dimensional than Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Lucy is like the evil force and like Linus is like the poetic young. Like, rom- like, not romance, just, like, I don't know. Everybody is their own character. Like, Snoopy is, like, whimsy, like, joy. And sometimes like, he's, like, upset with, Sno- I don't know. It's They all represent something. No, yeah, 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 I That, agree. like, is, because everybody's psyche is complicated. So, like, he basically personified, like, the one-dimensional parts of your psyche, put them together as, like, a whole. Right. And, like, how they converse with each other is, like, kind of, like, your own thoughts, like, your own, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I think that kind of relates to... uh this one that I found, and it's like, I don't even know these two girls. Um, but it's like this girl's holding a cat, and the other one walks by, like, hmm. And then she's like, people hate cats. And then she's like, people hate people who own cats. And people especially hate people with naturally curly hair who hate her own cats. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Wait, let me see. <laughs> oh, because she has a cat in the... Oh, yeah, bro, that's Lucy. That's what I'm telling it's Lucy. you. Dude, you gotta fight. This is Lucy that hates her. I don't yeah, know this girl's yeah. name, to be honest. <laughs> She got real curly blonde. People hate hair. cats. People hate people who are cats. People hate especially. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. one, of, like one of these dark thoughts that it's literally just like a passing thought, like a hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can like just send you down this spiral mm-hmm. of like hating yourself because of something that you like something because you, you like a cat. Yeah. Yes, it's crazy. Yeah. This is her putting down. This is her repressing her magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, coin tricks are stupid. Everybody hates coin tricks. Everybody hates people that do coin tricks. Everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody hates me. You know magic, what I mean? yeah, 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 like how quickly it is to hate yourself just on like the the maybe chance that someone doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's easier to go down that negative slippery slope than it is to go up a positive slope too. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, that person liked my magic, but what if it? What if it, he was the only one who liked it? You're like with comedy, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, that person laughed at this joke. What if they're the only one? Yeah. Who what liked if they're the, like? What if they have a bad sense of humor? Right. There's so many blocks. On, it, it's not. It doesn't spiral as bad as like negativity spirals in the other direction. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. What if they laughed at my joke because they're actually racist? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, uh, this was one that I really liked. So it's just Snoopy laying on. Uh, his doghouse in the dark mm-hmm. and it's like he's like it's fun to lie here and listen to the sounds of the night but somehow something seems to be missing and he stands up and goes oh and he sits back down he's like in my opinion that was just what was needed you yeah know? <laughs> that's just what this night needed right yeah, yeah. yeah. well and it's it, it kind of to me that's like 
one of the bigger like spirituality like concerns that I have um, that I think is like a big spirituality concern in general is like, all right, you should be able to just sit and enjoy the present as it is without like, you know, putting yourself out and like controlling it or trying to manipulate it or anything. But like you've already like we lived under the veil for the longest time. And once you get into spirituality, you kind of lift the veil and see that like they're the next level of trying to, you know, stillness and trying to be at peace with everything. Right. But there's no fun in pursuing that. You know, the fun is like adding your own little your piece stupid to the things. game. Yeah, your stupid things yeah. to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Just stand up and go, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, I mean, that's the fun part. You yeah, know? just I need to be doing something stupid. No, it really, like, you'll be having a peaceful night at home, but then you're. Like, I really do look at all my hobbies as stupid. <laughs> and I know that they're stupid. And I know that people don't give a fuck about any of my hobbies. And that makes them more fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the fact that they only matter to you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's, like, like, the fucking joy, like, you use Pinterest? What? You use Pinterest? No, not at all. The joy of Pinterest of this year, you know what it is, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You scroll through, it's, like, just a bunch of pictures a of shit, and you, you get like, to, like, yeah. you're, like, oh, there's a cool picture of bug, I'm gonna put that in my bug folder, and, like, here's a good <laughs> picture of flowers, I'm gonna put that in my flowers folder, and then I have, like, a hot girl folder, and, like, shit like that, and then... Yeah. It's literally the stupidest, and I'm like, this is all useless, this goes nowhere, <laughs> this doesn't do anything for anybody, it doesn't help my life at all, and I love it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, sometimes you just gotta do stupid shit. It's just like collaging. Same with collaging, like, people, like, collaging is so funny, because it's like, it is just dumb as fuck, it's like, like, like I love my collages, I love how they turn out and everything, but like, I had one that, and I, and I, I love showing people, and like, they don't move anybody. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> ever feels any emotion from them. But they're always they always like are like, oh my god. Like I have like a frog out of lima bean can. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. big famous one right now. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I think uh, I've seen that one. I yeah. showed I showed my sister's boyfriend and he was like, Oh, like he was like, So you put the frog out of the lima bean can? <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, I put the frog out of the lima bean yeah. can. <laughs> 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 just what it is. Like right. it, you have to embrace that life is just dumb and like you can enjoy dumb things. And I don't know. Yeah, unabashedly, we're just, <laughs> we're just dogs on a doghouse in the night. It is dogs on a doghouse. Speaking of my sister, fucking um, this one cracks you up specifically. It's not even. It's not really that deep. You you don't have a sister, do you? I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, older? Mm-hmm. Younger? Older? She's thirty. Yeah. Oh okay. But not you don't have a younger sister. No. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, I don't know. That's like a thing you're supposed to be like protective of your younger sister and shit like that. I don't know. And she she literally makes fun of like the fact that. Her like that older brothers are supposed to be like tough and protective, and like her older brothers are like, like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you yeah. just putting frogs on beans. Yeah, <laughs> but I've this one just reminded me of me and her because it's um it's Charlie Brown's sister like yelling at someone, and oh, she's yeah. like, "You stupid kid! You wouldn't say that if my big brother was here." And then like Charlie Brown shows up, and she looks at him, and then she's like, "That again? Maybe you would." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just love shit like this, man. It's just like. He speaks to the truth of of like, and oh, oh, then also he's like, um, then then she's like, why do I have to get stuck with a big brother who's nothing? That he's she's like, why aren't you the hero type? He's like, well, I guess if you're not the hero type, you're just not the hero type. You're just not. You're just not. Yeah, maybe you're just not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but then yeah. sometimes in life you'll like get in your head about like, I don't know, I'm not the hero type. I'm not a da da da. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not the fucking man all the time. Right. But and you don't I, have to be that. Yeah. Though. Not everybody is. And yeah. You don't care about people that aren't. It's hard not to though when you see that people that are, or when you get in a situation that it would be helpful to be the hero type. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you have to do what you can. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? You always have to be yeah. bettering yourself, but you also have to, at the end of the day, just be like, I am what I am. It's kind of like with like hyper masculinity. You know what I mean? There's like times where it's like like hyper masculinity is like a shit circle, and everybody's just shitting on each other, and mm-hmm. it's like misogynistic, and it turns into like, you know, dick measuring contests or whatever. But there's sometimes where you do need to be like masculine you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if they're especially if you're with a group of people or whatever you're the tallest one or the strongest one or whatever of the group and then something threatening happening so you know it starts happening like there's a you know like a crazy person that comes up to you in the middle of the night you know what i mean or like somebody that's trying to fuck with you a little bit you know what i mean it's like you have to you know employ those masculine traits that you before were like oh i don't need those you know what that I mean? is very true yeah yeah you do have to have to be strong in whoever you are you have to be able to defend what you are mm-hmm. but you don't have to be what other people are yeah you yeah know? that was like a dave Chappelle quote mm-hmm. from his like whatever mark twain thing yeah where it's like you have what is it you have to be a lion to be the sheep you want to be or something oh wow you know about? yeah you know, that makes so, sense something like that it's like you have to be yeah you have to be like tough in order to like defend like the softer side of your softer side of you yeah I've, yeah i hadn't thought about that but that definitely makes sense it's a really good quote because i mean like sometimes you get like so focused on like trying to be tough and all this shit and you're like i'm not even what am i right now <laughs> this is not me dude i remember mo- before moving out to philly like it was like a moment where i just like broke down in front of my parents it was like I mean, I'm soft. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm soft. It's like, I can't do this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what's going to happen to me out there? Yeah. And it was so funny because my mom's like, your dad's soft. It's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, he's sensitive too. And it's like, and look how, and then look, he's got like a family and he's got like a life and a, you know, and had a, you know, had his own business and done all these things. It's yeah. Like, he's accomplished these things and he's still soft. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't care if other people think I'm soft, but if I grow up, I think I'm soft, I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> but this shit you got to get over. Yeah, yeah. I need to find, um, that literally, I had bookmarked one that was like almost that same exact fucking train of thought fuck i gotta find it because it's so that's like so uh pertinent i have my next one yeah fill the time i'll find it I'll find yeah it. And this one it's uh charlie brown walking with so this kid is this linus he doesn't have a blanket no that's schrodinger is that his name yeah so <laughs> he, he's the pianist he plays uh, piano and true. lucy's in love with i love their relationship because Lucy's so head over heels in love with him, and he just doesn't give a fuck because he's focused on his piano. Yeah, 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 and it's how you feel with stand up in relationships. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? They'd be like, "Why can't you talk about me?" And be like, "I'm doing my thing." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I don't know. It was crazy as I found out about the Christmas special that uh, they asked him if he wanted to do it. They like got the ball rolling, and then they made it all like last minute, and so they showed it to the network like a week before it was supposed to air. And they hated it. They didn't like that the kids were voiced by actual children. Like, they thought they were supposed to be voiced by, like, adult actors. They hated, like, the jazz, like, the jazzy, like, music. They were like, this is too melancholy. Like, there was just so many parts that they hated. But they're like, but it goes out in a week. So we're going to put it on air and see how it does. And then it became, like, the number two airing thing on Hell TV yeah. besides, like, Bonanza, I think yeah. was the number Yeah, the Christmas one special with, like, the tiny Christmas tree. And with yeah. the classic music that everybody knows, yeah. I love the Lydas of Lucy song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's, like, the classic Charlie Brown theme, I feel. Yeah, I literally have it in my, like, songs on Spotify. That's awesome. I'm telling you, bro, I live for this shit. I really wish I could find... No, you could keep looking. I still haven't even read yeah. this one yet. Oh, go for it. Yeah, so it's uh, that kid, and he's like, remember how kids used to make lemonade stands? And he's like, walking with Charlie Brown. And he's like, 
I wonder why you don't see them so much anymore. What's taking their place? And then they walk by Lucy, and she's, like, at a lemonade stand, but it says, psychiatric help, five cents. Mm -hmm. The doctor is in. And he's like, now you know. And it's crazy because that literally is, like, America. Like, I've been watching, like, documentaries. Um, There's this one, right, like, I'm watching right now by Adam Curtis called What Happened to the American Dream, basically. Mm -hmm. And, like, back in, like, the 50s and the 60s, and this is what uh, The Virgin Suicides is all about, is, like, the death of the typical American dream where you have, like, a house and a family and a suburb and you maybe even start your own business or whatever and you you live out the American dream. You know, you have, like, a pool in your backyard or whatever and, like, green grass and the whole thing. Like, that was the ideal for so long. And and then they started... um, Psychiatry, I guess, is what it's called. Um, they started uh, giving up, pushing out pills, like monetizing it and everything. Well, yeah, pretty much, and it became like this whole big charade. And it's crazy because that's basically basically what happened is the American dream died um, with uh, with uh, Richard Nixon. But we don't have to like talk about that. But <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's just crazy American how it's like guy with the gold standard, yeah. losing the gold standard. That's where he fucked up as a country. Yeah, I mean, that's where he fucked up as a universe, as a world, but a society. Yeah, why can't we use gold? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but I mean, putting that in a four panel comic is like, yeah, we used to be focused on like our own businesses and our own lives, and now we're focused on mental health. Yeah, like, that's the biggest thing. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's crazy. He put it in four panels. He put it in four panels. That's why. I mean, this man is profound. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, also, I love if um, like this. Um, like Charlie Brown always goes to Lucy for psych- psychological advice, yeah. and her like Lucy is just like brute force, whatever. Yeah, and it, it really is just like tough love. You know what I mean? Oh, which is it's necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just whatever, like be the like you know what I mean? Like grow yeah, the fuck so up. So you've been talking a lot of shit about Lucy, but we haven't really talked about the pros of like pros of Lucy. She but she does make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. Soft things don't really make you feel better. Like mm. of like you know it's okay to feel sad and like sometimes you got like if you really need to cheer up, it, it is tough love that you gotta. Yeah, well, there's one that was, like, um, talking about, especially when psychiatry was becoming big and, like, people started associating themselves with the symptoms that they related to depression and anxiety. Everybody thought that that meant they had depression and anxiety. And there's a pan, like, a comic where she has that stand, the psychiatric help, five cents. And he's, like, he, like, trauma dumps on her, basically. And, and he's, like, can you help? And she's, like, yeah, just don't think about it. And she's, like, get happy. And then yeah. just, like, pay up. And, like, that was the help. You're like, it is tough love, but honestly, like, being sad sometimes is a mindset. You know what I mean? It is a mindset. You can get addicted to being sad. Yeah. That's yeah. what I've been, like, trying to get out of. You know, Yeah, you're sad, but you still have to force yourself to, like, do things and, like, try to enjoy life and, you know what I mean, just get what you can out of it, even if you have that, you know, edge of sadness. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. It is weird. Like, okay, because you'll... You'll be sad, and then you'll find things that you enjoy doing while you're sad, things that make you feel better, and then you kind of get into the habit of doing the things that make you feel better and getting addicted to that, and then just you're kind of addicted to it, but that also keeps you sad. Like, you, it, Why would that keep you sad? Like, okay, you got to go to Michaela breakup. You know what I mean? Just for the last, like, three months. I'm done with it now. But last three months, nothing but listening. Like, you know the front bottoms? Mm-hmm. Nothing but listen to the front bottoms, like every fucking song, and like feeling every lyric, and just like singing it in my car, and just be like, oh, I'm so sad right now. You know what I mean? Because then it's like, front bottoms make me feel better. Love the front bottoms. Oh, love that the music's connecting and shit like that. And then I wouldn't want to listen to anything else. And like, I get in the car and be like, try to listen to something else, and be like, now I want to listen to the front bottoms. And it's just making you sad. Right. Like, you're only listening to things that remind you of being sad. And even if it makes you feel better, 
you're still kind of addicted to being sad. You know what I mean? Like, eventually you have to be like, all right, I'm going to force myself to listen to other music just to, like, get out of this headspace and, like, leave this headspace in the past. And now I've been trying to decondition the front bottoms and, like, put them on a little bit whenever I'm, like, chilling in a good mood and then just, like, slowly make it not feel any, make, like, have it not make me feel anything. Well, yeah, part of, part of, um, you know, coping with grief is processing and, I think you should allow yourself a processing period of about, you know, three months or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that listening to the front bottoms is, it was healthy in that it helped you cope, but it wasn't healthy in that it helped you move on. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yes. got to figure out when it's time to move on. Yeah. You, and, I mean, and you have to give yourself that grace period and like allow yourself to really delve into that emotion. Because here's the other thing that I figured out is once you get out of it, once you're happy again, right? things become a little less, they hit less impactful. You know what I mean? Less deep. So when I was, I don't know if you feel this, but when I was happy, I was happy for this like long stretch of like eight months. By the end of the eight months, I was like, bro, I feel like I haven't like felt anything in so long. Like I've been just kind of enjoying life and going along with all these, like my hobbies and like having a good time and socializing. And it's been fun, but like front bottoms hasn't hit for me. You know what I mean? In like eight months, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like when you have that, period where it's really hitting for you yes you have to find you know the perfect time for to to move on or whatever and find that balance but while you're in it appreciate the fact that it's making you feel that way and that these songs are hitting and that yeah it's so meaningful to you that was something george blaha sent to me about from the show louis i never watched louis but i feel like you watched it right Yeah, yeah yeah about it was like louis talking to the old man about like he was like he was like you dated someone and they broke up and you're now you're sad that it's over and he's like yeah he's like what's the problem he's like i'm too sad the guy basically is like misery is wasted on the miserable like yeah. it's such a joy to feel this sad and yeah, to yeah, know yeah. that you actually love someone this much and to like to be walking around and be missing someone and all this so like he's like i haven't missed anyone in like 37 years like yeah. i don't I, I wish i could feel like you and i can't feel that anymore and wow. like just enjoy this while it's yeah, like enjoy it. being sad right you know what I mean? It, easier said than done, for sure. Like, 100%. It is easier said than done. But that's kind of the thing about Misery's Wasted on the Miserable, if nothing comes from it. That's why I kind of like Charles Schultz and shit. Like, he'll be really sad and then, like, make something nice out of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, like, yeah. not wasted. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, my mom's, like, going through a divorce and all this shit, and I'm, like, and she's wasting her writing. She's a very talented writer, but she's just wasting all the writing on, like, very poetic text messages to my dad and like all this shit. And I'm like, yeah. you should fucking write a book or just write how you feel or just write something down and like, don't send it to anybody. Like in your head, you're not going to show anybody this. Right. Yeah. Just do it. Even if you end up later down the line showing it to somebody or whatever. Yes. If you, but just make it for yourself. Make it for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff is like the the best. I sh- I sent you one of my songs mm. that you're one of the other people that have heard it. Yeah. Like it's you, my brother, <laughs> and the girl you made it for. Mm-hmm. No, no, never. Oh, she no, you, she never heard it. No, wow, I feel special. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy, but like looking back at that, I'm like so happy that I've like recorded that and like yada yada. But I was like so nervous to show anybody that I just did it and I kept it to myself. Mm. And that kind of makes it nicer. Mm. Looking back and just being like, this is how I felt. This is how I felt. <laughs> yeah. No, that's crazy. I relate to it in a sense where my music during COVID 
Like, I chased that high so much because, like, I had so many songs hit during COVID. Like, mm-hmm. at first, like, when I was so sad and then, like, the rides happened and I was, like, just real down, mm-hmm. feeling white guilt or whatever, you know, <laughs> feeling everything. And But, like, now I look back and I'm like, dude, that was the greatest time period for, like, my music library. Like, yeah. I have the best songs from that era. Yeah. And I'm always chasing that high, you know? <laughs> oh, you don't feel it? You don't feel it as deep? Well, yeah. I, you know, I'll put on this every once in a while. It'll hit. You know what I mean? There'll be one, like, I'll put on... Like, uh, the Pink Phantom uh, by the Gorillaz. Like, that was one that hit, like, so hard for me. Like, it came out in October, and it made it to my top five on Spotify wrapped by the yeah. end of the year. And it just has never, like, hit the same for me. But every once in a while, when I've, like, got that, like, melancholy, like, you know, tip-tapping on my brain, yeah, I'll put on that song, and it, it'll hit. It'll hit sometimes. Did you ever listen to Nobody by Mitski? No, no. Really? No. Nobody, nobody, nobody. No. <laughs> Damn. Well, that one I I found while like quarantined because I had COVID. Oh yeah. And I mean just a basic, just the best thing in the world. Just the best thing yeah, in the world. So this is just about having nobody or whatever the fuck. Right. Like, and it just like hit perfectly because I was lonely as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it's lonely for a good reason. Yeah. It's not lonely because like everybody hates you and shit like that. You're just like I miss people. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a nice lonely. I agree. And I yeah. think that's what we are like with as artists, you know, that's what we are trying to encapsulate in what we put out. You know what I mean? Something that like hits for somebody to make them to help them cope you know what i mean yes and to, to yes in a sense like delve them deeper into sadness which maybe again they have to figure out when they get out of it but like for you to be that thing that they come back to like if somebody came to me and they were like dude i listened to this podcast episode when i was so down and it really really helped me out you yeah. know what i mean like um josh came on and he was talking about like alcoholism yeah, And then one of my buddies came up. He's like, dude, I listened to that podcast and I've decided to just like take a break for at least a month. And and then I went 60 days and he's just like, it's helped so much. And yeah. it's like to be able like when somebody is feeling like their addiction, like alcohol, is becoming so overwhelming. And so, um, you know, running their lives that they listen to something that I did. You know what I mean? And again, it was like still at that low point, but it hit for them mm-hmm. and helped them kind of bounce back. Like, into yes. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then the sad part is that people, it's a cycle, right? So people are always going to go back into their into their hole again, and you might sure. not be there. But you might get a second listen. Yeah, you might get a second <laughs> listen. Yeah. You fucked me up so bad when I was so sad about oh, the breakup, and you were like, well, at least you have time to do my podcast. I'm like, yep, Steve. At least, <laughs> <laughs> at least I have time to do your podcast. Damn, bro. Yeah. No, it's because you got fired, too. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, I got fired <laughs> for sleeping at work. But um, on the theme of... Like feeling gratefulness and loss and everything like that. Um, I was talking to my brother last night because my brother is upset because me and my mom are all like just distraught over breakups and all this shit and like talking about like Christmas music is sad right now and all this shit. Kevin was mad about it for a little bit. Like why y'all why y'all shitting on Christmas songs? Like Kevin's been so pro Christmas this year. And I was talking <laughs> to him about it last night and he was like, bro, he was like, I was in jail last Christmas. Like I didn't get to have Christmas with y'all. Wow. You know what I mean? Like. I love Christmas. Like, this yeah. is, like, this is the best thing. Like, I love giving. I love the music. I love, like, the feeling of, like, wanting to do all this shit like that. And I'm like, damn, you really got visible, like, the ghost of Christmas future. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sometimes you you have to lose something to enjoy everything else you have Yeah. so much better. You know what I mean? And something yeah. that you love. Like, it's genuinely, you have to lose something you love. Yeah. And it's, uh, otherwise, it's not going to hurt and you're not going to appreciate. Like, I've gone through so many breakups I don't give a fuck about. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and it just did nothing to me. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, I'm heartless. And then like you go through a breakup that hits you. Hits. And then like since then I've been like so good at like listening to people talk about being sad and like just kind of like 
Really, listen, like, you know, like, sometimes when your life is sick, you're like, whatever the fuck, my life's sick. Like, exactly. You don't think it's deeply. You don't think it's deeply. Yeah, yeah. You're like, life's good. Like, what do you mean life's not good for you? Fucking figure it out. Like, yeah. you gotta be with it. You're like, oh, I feel, and then it's like, you're going through something worse than me. So, like, it's, like, my shit's not even that bad. And, right. You know what I mean? And, like, now I gotta talk to you because, like, of course you're going through, like, you become such a more down to earth, like, more empathetic person. You actually think about others instead of yourself for a second. Like, it's just, you need to go through pain all yeah. the time. Yeah. Not all the time, but just when it, when you need it. Absolutely. And that's why Jesus was on the cross for three days, right? So true. <laughs> yeah. I actually had like a, when I was like at my lowest point in February of 2022, there was like a point where I did something and it like broke me. Like I felt it like mentally break me. And then I like tortured myself. Like I was like running as hard as I could. I was just like eating only like veggies, you know what I mean? And just like, just like putting myself through the ringer. But then by the third day, like literally I woke up and I'm like, wow. I kind of atoned for the, you know, like the mistake that I made. And like, it felt really like I shed that. You grow from it. That layer of it. Yeah. And then from there, I've just never even been close to that. Like my baseline of mental health had just been so much better since then. Since that point. Yeah. Since that point. Yeah. 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 Have you ever had, uh, and you don't have to get into this if you don't, but have you ever had like a major death in your life? No. Me neither, dude. Yeah. And that's what I'm worried about because like, it's so like... I've been listening to Marin a lot, and he had, like, a girlfriend die that was, yeah. like, you know, a big deal for him. And him and Andrew Garfield have this one podcast that's, like, my favorite, I think, of the entire, like, show, basically. But it's, like, made me kind of – what made me think about it is you were talking about, like, Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't even get to have that Christmas because um, he was in jail. But I was back home for – it must have been, like, Easter or some other, like, holiday or something – and I just remember, like, sitting in the house and, like, feeling so, like, whole. And then I was trying to think, like, wow, like, my parents are going to die someday. Like, that's going to be extremely sad. And, like, just thinking about, like, what they talk about on the podcast is, like, the absence. It's it's not that the fact that they're gone and you miss them, but it's you feel the absence. So, I, like, my dad got up to go get a drink, and I imagined, like, what if he just wasn't there? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I couldn't be in this room right now. Like, mm-hmm. that would be so suffocating to yeah. just, like, sit in this room that I've sat in him, sat with him in this room for 25 years. If he weren't here right now, it would just be, like, so heavy. You know yeah. what I mean? It would just weigh down on me. And yeah. So I've been trying to, like, obviously, like, you shouldn't, you know, dwell on, on that because it's not a, a great feeling. But I think it is healthy. You can't too. dwell on it, but you do have to, like, think about it from right. time to time. And then... Like, for example, breakup. Okay, like, yada, yada, sad. And I'm like, damn, I, like, this person I'm missing, like, yada, yada. But then I'm like, one day, like, my mom's going to die. And, like, one day my brother's going to die. And, right. like, right now in this moment, I can call both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can talk to them on the phone. And that's it. Like, enjoy, enjoy that. Yeah. Because one day it's not going to be there. Yeah. And, like, and you can't dwell on that because it makes you not enjoy the moment. Right, right, but right. But you do have to remind yourself from time to time. It's like, don't take anything for granted mm. and don't take this sh- people you love for granted. And like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Dude, no, no, it's, it's real though. Because yeah. in that moment when I was like imagining that while he was down getting a drink, I'm like, wow, it's just me and my mom here. And it was just like, wow, I really need to take her in. Like while, even while he's just going to get a drink, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I really need to take her and appreciate her while she's here. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Cause it could be like the other way, man. Yeah. yeah. They have, I cry all the time though. <laughs> no, no, it's tough, man. I, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. think you should be allowed. I'm tearing up a little bit. No, I know. Some shit gets sad, man. Anyways, this <laughs> is Fucking you. Fucking peanuts, dude. This is you in, uh, this is you in Spade. Oh, yeah. It's Lucy, and she's looking over the stars, and she said, Poets tell us that all the answers to life could be found at the stars. And then it's like two panels of just her looking. 
And then she's like, stupid poets. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's yeah. you, though. You can't find meaning in uh, places where people want you to find meaning. You have to find meaning in your in the way that you find meaning. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Bro, yeah. that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true, because so many people do shit to be meaningful, and... Um, they're all get that people are getting mad at me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but um Well, yeah, like in Spain, everyone's like, Oh, once you like leave the country, your perspective changes mm-hmm. entirely. And I was like, you know, it's cool. Yeah, but it was it. when I yeah, it was cool, but I didn't find meaning until I came back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like was back in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, there's like perspective now that I have here in comparison. But like while I was there, it wasn't like, Oh my god, what the <laughs> you know, just like walking around, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. is happening? You're yeah. speaking a different language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing crazy like that. It wasn't my blood like no, but I went and got, like, I hadn't got my Chinese food. I get, like, I have my Chinese food spot that I really like. I think I told you about it. But I went there uh, yesterday for the first time since vacation. And one, I was, like, you know, just, like, getting my own Chinese food. My own Chinese food, even if it's shitty Chinese. You know what I mean? It was great. But also, those people, they don't speak a lick of English. They'll be like, oh, hi, friend. Here you go. And, like, they, I try to communicate. Yeah. And it's like. Imagine not speaking a language in the country that you live in. I was lost for 10 days in a country where nobody spoke English. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're living in that. Oh, they're constantly living in that. Yeah, they're constantly yeah. living in that. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's one thing I genuinely couldn't really imagine how that feels. Yeah. Yeah, that is why you got to do go have like different life experiences and shit just to like at least get a glimpse into something. Yeah. Like know what it's like to, for no one to speak your language. I've never experienced that ever before. Not really. I don't think I've experienced that before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what I'm like. I feel so, like, a part of me feels, and I think you'll be able to relate to this, like, a part of me feels so much guilt for not sticking with something and trying to, like, build. You know what I mean? So, like, with comedy and then with, like, the movie thing. And it's, like, not necessarily that I'll never come back to those things, but then I considered this travel adventure to be almost just as big as, like, one of those ventures. You know what I mean? What do you mean, one of those ventures? Like, uh, diving into doing performing stand-up comedy or writing. Doing something new. Yeah, doing something new and also... nerve-wracking, exciting. It's just, yeah, it's just a life experience. And so, like, I do feel guilt for not, like, continuously building on those things all the time because consistency is what helps you, like, you know, attain a certain status within that uh, hobby or whatever. And it's like, well, I just want to experience life. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to, I want to experience like doing stand up and then having the movie and then traveling. People love traveling. I want to experience, you know, going out in the snow and like being in the wilderness. And I want to experience, you know, it's just like talking to all these people. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find meaning somewhere, but I think the meaning is in having all these different uh, experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So living, going down paths that you didn't enjoy and like realizing shit that you hate and making, you like making that make you appreciate things you like more and then yeah like that's i I always call my brother when i'm sad and like yada yada and then he'll just be like bro like every time you talk to me like you got something new and like sometimes you're super excited about something and sometimes you're like you're super sad about something but you're genuinely living and like i talk to other people and i'm like what's new and they're like well i bought cabbages like i'm pretty excited (laughs) you get what i mean it's just like bread who gives a fuck like right i like you're going through it yeah. And that's good. Like, you're actually feeling something. And, like, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one day you're going to grow old and enjoy small shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, and, yeah. I don't that's know. That's true. No, I mean, that's what I appreciate about you. Like, appreciate about you is, like, every time we hang out, you always get, you're, like, on something. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? I'd like, I do, like, I'm trying to figure. Yeah, like, something new that you're trying to figure out about yourself or, like, how you're going to attack the next problem. Or, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Or, like, well, like, you you recently got into, like, going to raves. It's like, okay, how do I, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, enhance the rave <laughs> yeah. uh, environment? You know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, to me, 
sounds like fun, you know what I mean? It's it, like the way that you talk about it just yeah. makes it seem like you're really like going after it. You yeah, know you gotta I mean? love life. Yeah. What the fuck else is it for? Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like you have to like, cause I don't know, man. That that I what are you talking about? Like the getting upset about people that are angry. And like whatever, like it's not their fault for getting angry. angry. Oh, yeah, but yeah, sometimes, yeah. and num- sometimes it's not their fault. Like sometimes life really does does hurt people and yada yada. But sometimes it is someone's fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Sometimes like you, you're just accepting a boring life path. Like it's boring to be like bitter all the time, and it's boring to just like subscribe to misery yeah. and just let yourself be. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like do some shit that is just for you, or do some shit that is like how how in the middle of the night. Like Snoopy. <laughs> yeah, like how in the middle of the night, like Snoopy. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, it's just what you what they needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I tell you, bro. Like, and here's the thing. Um, it really might be just because my reading level's not that high. I, probably, <laughs> 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 I might find these same feelings from like a Tolstoy book or something. Yeah, but yeah. Peanuts, does, Peanuts does the job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you if you let something be deep, it is, man. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think it's probably a good spot to wrap up let's do it do you I, have one more that you wanted to no like i did want to show people my jacket though oh yeah all right yeah. so before he's gonna show us our jacket but follow ben with stabby on instagram mm-hmm. he's also got a podcast ao actually and he does stand up all over the place yep follow me follow steve steve's the man <laughs> he's already follow you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> check out the jacket Yo, baby. look at this big stand up oh set the thing down yeah, yeah there you go nice Snoopy, he's got big sunglasses. It is a sick jacket. It's like fleece too. Hell yeah. Yeah, Snoopy's in style this year. I wore this one. <laughs> I wore this one last year, and nobody talked about it. And then this year, everyone's like, "Where'd you get that jacket?" Oh, I was like, "Where were you last year?" Yeah. <laughs> Where were you guys last year? Right. But all right, this is uh, this has been a blast. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming out. Thank you.